Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today I'm recording this live in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at CrossFit Adoration, one of my top favorite boxes within all the boxes that I travel around to and drop into. Um, I've joked around. In the world. Come on, uh, just say it. In the world. In the world. I do get around. (laughs) I'm a bit of a CrossFit social whore. Uh, But uh, today on this podcast recording, we're shooting live. And actually, this this live podcast would have already aired online in the Facebook world because we're actually recording Facebook Live right now as well because it is Super Bowl Sunday as we record this. Go Eagles. And uh, obviously, we have some (laughs) Eagles fans in the gym today. Uh, so let me introduce them. So today, I decided to hook up with our regular co-host who's been on the show many, many times, bringing back Dr. Megan Cannon, PhD of Mind of the Athlete, our <laughs> resident sports psychologist. Welcome back, Megan. Thank you, Scott. And uh, first time appearance, because I've been begging him forever to get on the damn show, is <laughs> Corley Heisman, co-owner of CrossFit Adoration. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, Megan, welcome to CrossFit Adoration. Thank you. Thank yes, you. I'm glad yes, we had to... Right. You haven't we, actually worked out I have out not worked out here, and so... I guess we bring the podcast to you, and that's yes. how you get on here. That's this how works. you get on the show. You got to okay. come here. You now, we know. Also, now we know. This is also, for people watching online, this is also how you get Corley to mobilize, because he does not do proper mobility work. <laughs> mo- this is mobilization yes. in my world he right He actually yeah. is mobilization currently stretching his out his hamstrings. So, um, <laughs> well, because we just did an incredible wad right now. Yes, yes. So actually, I'm going to let Corley jump in on this. So you, thank you. Great leeway. You've done this before. Yeah. I try. Um, I try. So <laughs> today we did Hill. Yes. And... Quick backstory for our followers online is Corley came to Adoration from another CrossFit gym, I did. and he's been passionate about hero wads. And he literally just, just naturally, I guess, started saying, hey, Sundays, I'm going to start doing hero wads uh, every time I come in. And a hero wad is basically a workout in the CrossFit world that has been created or named in honor of a fallen hero, whether it be police fire, soldiers, military, even, we've actually done this for people not even from this country. Teachers. And, teachers, and Yeah, others. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, teachers that were, were killed in, in during some of the school shootings. Just anyone in general that uh, has given the ultimate price for the community that they were involved in. Okay. Um, and that's really what this is about. It's about community. So, you know, obviously when we do these hero wads, that's the main thing is to honor those who have fallen for us. Okay. And I'm actually giving them hand cues for the video watchers because... These are dynamic microphones, so if you're talk out here, you won't hear it on the actual podcast, but you bring it up here. And as oh. I think I've joked around the show, we say you have to tickle your whiskers. <laughs> Megan doesn't have whiskers. I don't have whiskers. Um, she's just tickling her lip. Uh, Coralie. I'll just pretend it's ice cream. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Just like lick the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get new pads You'll later. You'll get a new pad for it later. Um, so somebody but, else but catch us up. Why? why yeah. Obviously, today we're doing this Facebook Live video and the podcast on the yeah. topic of anxiety. Yes. But... I wanted to talk about the whole Hero Wad thing because I think that's something that really stands out about how you guys have built out Adoration's brand in the CrossFit world. There's some other boxes probably do this. I don't know if they do it well, as regularly a, a as lot we do. Of, I think a lot of boxes do it. I think yeah. that's one of the things a lot of boxes do it. But I think we've uh, set a standard. Um, when I came here, we were just talking about two and a half years ago, um, we started these Hero Wads. And it's really because... In the community, I've really found that uh, it's a great way to get people to remember those who serve us okay. and who, who have fallen for us. So what we do is every week on Sunday, we have a Hero Wad, and we've done it uh, every week for over 125 weeks now. 
So uh, That's we're right. starting. It has been yeah, a while. Wow. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been almost three years. We're working on. That's a lot of sweat. Years. It is. <laughs> and the only, actually, the only time that we've actually missed this was on a uh, once on a holiday when the gym was closed, and then uh, when Doc. Did we make that up somehow? Yeah, we did. We made it up on a Monday, <laughs> absolutely. And then uh, when Doc John has a, a competition or something, we need the gym for that. Yes, yeah, shout out down. to uh, yeah. Doc John. John He's yes. in the yeah. front space outside. You guys can't see it in the video, but Mobility Doc, also uh, Lehigh Valley Barbell, they Amazing. share the space here as well. Yeah, it's great. Uh, another great community uh, centered around fitness and, and helping youth as well as adult athletes level up their game. So, uh, but listen, as I'm about to hydrate because your workout. It was good. <laughs> and again, um, as all hero wads are very sweaty wads, they're long. Um, the, the key behind it, though, is we want to remind everyone in the CrossFit world and remind us, you know, what we do here, we sweat, we complain, we lift. It's hard. We, <laughs> you know, we cry, we, we blood, sweat and tears, you know, all the I things that go wrong. I uh, well, you have made me blood. You, you, there was blood the day that you whacked me with a barbell. Remember that day? Oh, there was, yes, there yes, was blood yes, a few stitches yes. later, and it was all good. But, yes, you know, so, so when you do lift up a, car, a barbell and carry it across the gym floor, um, don't just shoulder it and just swing it around. Yeah, because we there so might exhausted. be somebody behind you. Yeah, we, we weren't paying attention. <laughs> Beating them right in yeah, the head. Just yeah. nailed it. was good. It. I did stay on my feet, though. That was kind of amazing. I was, I was amazed. But uh, <laughs> yes. anyway, so we, we do the Hero Wads in honor of those who have fallen and given the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice for us. And uh, it, it really reminds us that what we're doing here is nothing compared to what those families go through each, each time that they wake up and their, their loved one is not there. So Well, and let's connect, uh, because I know there's going to be people watching this that are local as well as obviously yeah. other time zones in the world. Um, Hill. Yeah. Not new, officially. New one. Brand new and not officially Hirawad. Yeah. Sanctioned or documented by CrossFit.com yet. yet. Correct. Um, why did we decide to do this? Today? We uh, we have a friend uh, from Stark, the company that we get some of our energy drinks from and our sports drinks. Uh, this particular gentleman would belong to a box in the Harrisburg area and uh, he knew him and they have created a fund for the family. And a couple weeks back, they did this wad in honor of him to create some money for the family. And he asked us if we would work this into our hero wad. They've submitted this into CrossFit.com to be an official hero wad. So this is one. And typically, you know, the 1972 was the year he was born. The rep schemes are somewhat uh, in, in tune with what happened to their either their age or the day they died. And that's how they come up with the rep schemes for this. So this is a brand new one. It's uh, uh, He died, I guess it was just not that long ago, on the 19th of January. So we're just a few weeks into it. So wow. we honor him. Um, and it really does hit close to home when you think about it. Uh, everybody does kind of pause for a minute and they think about it. And it's, it's really the reason that we honor these guys. And we just don't want to forget. We don't want to forget what they've no. given for us. And, and that's, it's, it's one thing to, you know, we all have so many things going on in our day and our life, but we come in here and we have the freedoms to come in here and do this and punish ourselves because of what they did for us. So Yeah, and I think that's something that you've done a great job. It's, we talk about, again, the whole point of today's podcast is going to be on anxiety. And it's interesting because a lot of people that I know who've never tried podcast or podcasting <laughs> or CrossFit yet, uh, they have anxiety before they even come to do CrossFit. And I love the fact that Megan Absolutely. will drop in and do any form of fitness that I think I've seen yet. I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> um, how would you connect to that? Because would you say that a newbie would be afraid to come in here and do a hero wad? Um, you know, I, I, I could see that because, you know, ultimately, which we're diving into anxiety and anxiety is fear of the unknown. And mm -hmm. so 
um, whenever there are those unknowns, whether it's what is on the workout today or what's, am I going to know anybody? What's this atmosphere like? Um, and so in, in the CrossFit gyms that I've been at, I think they do a really nice job in terms of the community. And um, for instance, last week I was down at CrossFit Clearwater and I mean, I was there for 30 seconds and had three people say hi even today when I walked in here. Um, it's my first time working out at CrossFit Adoration. I've walked through here. Um, but so I think that... James knew who you were. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so you, 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 I think that um, in terms of, you know, I, I heard this research study recently where they're talking about how the millennial age group is spending a lot more money on fitness, but it's not so much their solo gym memberships. It's memberships to fitness communities like CrossFit or you think of Elevate or Orange Theory and all of these things where ultimately it's a social environment. And so that, that age group is really craving that. And I think that that really speaks to where we're all at in terms of, you know, that having that social dynamic plus you have the workouts and it's fun and it really just creates a community. Um, and so I think that's why jumping around to different classes and stuff, you know, it can definitely be scary initially because there is that unknown. Yeah. Um, but I think the social aspect of it is really something that's helpful in integrating anybody at any fitness level into a gym. You know, I would agree with you. That's the biggest fear or biggest thing that I get when we talk to people about CrossFit on the street. You know, you run into mm -hmm. people on the street and they ask you, well, what's CrossFit like? And they, there's real intimidation. They feel intimidated by the fact they've seen these fit athletes all over the place. And they think, oh, gosh, I can't come in there and do that. I don't, I don't, what's a clean and jerk? I don't know anything about that. And I think they get that mindset of I can't do it or I'm scared. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to you know, do something that I can't do or somebody's going to laugh at me or point me out. And they don't really realize that when you come into a CrossFit box, especially someplace like this, that's not what it's about. It's, it's just about mm -hmm. family and about fun and making sure that, you know, everybody's having a good time and doing things correctly. And, and I think that we, what we try to do is try to eliminate that anxiety as much as we can by mm -hmm. being friendly and open and, and really showing people how to scale things down. That's, that's a big thing, I think, in the CrossFit world. It, it yeah, that's, really that's something that I brought up probably multiple podcast shows is that people don't understand that CrossFit is more than just a brand or something on ESPN because the games are obviously are huge now. It's also, besides me doing mobilization as I'm talking, um, it's also the fact that it is community. Yeah. And that's something that I've, I've gravitated to over many years now. I mean, I found a CrossFit. I've talked about it many times in the podcast when I was firefighting in 2010, and I didn't know. I didn't learn it in the gym environment. I learned it because that's what we did to keep ourselves fit. You learned it in the team environment up in the mountains. Team building, yeah, exactly. Right. But then, you know, after firefighting, then I'm like, oh, I should probably drop into a box. I didn't even know what a box was. I'd been doing CrossFit for a year or two, and I never even knew what a box was. <laughs> it's just another way, name for a gym. But it's more than that. There's the box community. Yeah. And I, I think it's something when I, because I travel so much that, I love dropping into, all, like you example, Florida. You drop into other communities, you see how people connect differently. And I think that the community aspect, I think, really helps a lot of newbies drop that anxiety or that sense of, oh, my God, what if I don't like it? What if I don't mm -hmm. fit in? I think there's that fit in piece, which comes back, tied yeah. back to the millennial topic you were talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We try to do, I guess here I've created the four Fs of CrossFit Adoration. I'm curious how you feel about this as a, as a, a sports psychologist is. So the, the, the four Fs of, of this are, are the first one's fitness. So everybody starts with the CrossFit gym of fitness. That's the idea behind coming into the gym is you're going to get fit. I want to get fitness. I want to I do the fitness. So they walk in here and they might have some anxiety about that. The next thing that we try to do is give them fun, which is the second F. So they come in and they see the group, they see the people, and we say, hey, we're going to make this fun for you. Fitness is tough. You're going to work out hard, but we're going to make it fun. Kind of the next progression of that is the friendship side, the friends. 
all of a sudden you're having fitness, you're having fun. Now you're making friends in this community and you've got a lot of friends, which again, I think alleviates some of that anxiety because then you become, oh, hey, they're my friends. I want to come in. I want to see these people. And after you've been here a while, I think the general consensus of this gym is it turns into a family which is the fourth out. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're all really family members. We come over to each other's houses on holidays and we have fun and we, we do things outside the gym. And I think that's, once you get to that point, you realize, hey, this is a pretty good thing. It really takes away the anxiety and the fear of CrossFit in general. So yeah. that's kind of our, our, our motto is what we try to do. So we're a little bit different. We're not as much competitive. We still have the competitive, but really want to bring people in and show them, hey, this is fun and you create a lot of friends and they become family. Yeah. Oh, I think that's great because, you know, ultimately what keeps people working out, you know, it's not the pain, you know, it's, it's the, you know, and and I think for a long time there was this connection of like, well, if I'm working out, then I have to be miserable, you know, it has to hurt. It has to like not be fun because that's what it's supposed to be. Well, now we're really seeing that shift and, and all the research shows too, of like in terms of people longevity wise, staying and committing to something, it's so much of them enjoying what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't like running, well, you're not going to stick to a running program and run a marathon. I don't like running. (laughs) Right. I'm not going to stick to a running program just so you know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I like to cycle, but I do not want to run. You have to enjoy what you're doing. And so I think having that priority on making it not only a place where we work hard, but we also have fun and then build a community because ultimately the the social support of everything, we're humans, we're social creatures, and it's something that we strive for. And if that's the culture you're setting up and it's so natural to happen, it enhances the fun and just keeps pulling people back in there. Cause you know, yeah. we, we've all had days. I know we've talked about a lot on podcasts before of, you know, when you're just in a bad place or like that day where it's just like your mind is turning against you and it's, you're yeah. just kind of in one of those moods while having that community, whether it's, you know, the moment you set foot inside of the gym or even you have that gym, those gym friendships um, and you, you text each other like, Oh, are you going to class? You know? And, and it's just that encouragement there where it's, it helps you then get back in here. And I think something that we're also just kind of, I know we've talked about it also before is, is then how working out makes you feel. And so, you know, there's so much benefit to your mood. There's so much benefit to your health. And so it's just this overarching trend. I think culturally, that's really neat that it's a workout, but it's fun and where it's healthy and it's social. So, all right, on the social topic, right? Yeah. We are videoing this on Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Yes. Go Eagles. Eagles. Go Eagles. (laughs) I'm not an Eagles fan, uh, so, but. He's a Giants fan, but we give him a pass because he's not a Patriots fan. They were not allowed to work out with us I give you a pass only because you're not rooting for the Patriots. That's uh, it. I'm not a bandwagon chopper. I can't move. But yeah, well, I'm, not, okay, I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm yeah. not a Patriots fan. So and I, I, I have admitted, I've actually been, because I have so many friends leaving here in Pennsylvania that they're mostly Eagles fans. So I've been to more Eagles games than mm-hmm. Giants games. And I, I will say, just social observation, there is some very aggressive uh, patronage. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, when I'm at a tailgate down yeah. at the football stadium. That is not a lie. Um, it's a very pa- a passionate fan base. Passionate, we, is passionate. Is that, is that yes, the word yes. we'll, we'll go so, with? A passionate yeah. fan base. That's good. Passion. That's passionate. a friendly term, yes. So I'm wondering, I'm like, what if, what if like all of a sudden we, I mean, because you know how people just like toss around the pigskin, right? They throw around the ball in the football, the parking lot. I almost feel like what if we actually got like people started doing workouts in the parking lot before the game? Do you think they would end up with a more of a positive mindset as you're kind of talking about? Or in the hospital. Or in the hospital. Yeah. One of the two because of the alcohol that they right. well, there, could be, there, there is sometimes alcohol present at a tailgate. Never. Yes. Uh, 
Um, Never. There is once or twice. Once or twice. Only sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I mean, I was like, man, what, is, <laughs> what can we do to make the tailgates a little more positive? But people go to tailgating for that exact reason. It's they want to belong. They want to be surrounded by their yeah. brotherhood, their sisterhood, their their fellow fans. Yeah. Well, and it's just a culture. I mean, when, with any tailgate you go to, I mean, you're assuming that the people that are there are also as you know, just the majority of them are as invested or into it as you are, and so it just creates this super fun, energetic environment where it's like you're just as invested into this because you spent the money for the tickets you made the drive like you are here and so it just it's a, it, it in and of itself creates a very interesting community which right, is real cool. quick though how many games you been to eagles um won a couple years ago okay games uh probably about six eagles games I've been to five, and I'm not wow. really people's yeah. guy. Well, does well, it I'm, count if I'm, I lived I'm if I didn't live on this side of the country I'm born for like and seven in years? Seattle, so my hatred uh, my hatred for the oh, Patriots lies in the 2014 Super Bowl. Oh, and, you know, that was, that there you one. go. So are, we, are we bringing up some, you, some bad? You, you are. I, you know, last night we were watching a replay, and Liza <laughs> looked at me at one point. She's like, issues. "Why are you doing this to yourself? You know, why? Why?" I'm like, "Because <laughs> I'm fueling the fire." I hate him. I just hate Brady. You know, so it's just feeling so. But I am an Eagles fan. You're in a safe place right now. It's okay. What's that? You're in a safe place right now. I'm good. I'm I'm feeling a little anxiety right now for today. I know, so, yeah, I know. Yeah. A lot of people are. So it brings up, I, actually, that brings up a question I have with you. With, yes. We talk about the community side. So uh, as a psychologist and dealing with athletes, um, I'm, I'm in my late 40s. I've been an athlete all my life, and there's been many times competed at pro levels that I've had anxiety, you know, where, mm -hmm. where it's been, you know, the pressure has been on, and I've created this anxiety for myself. I think I've created more anxiety for myself yeah. than others have created for me mm -hmm. because I've mm -hmm. expected a level of performance. So how do we as coaches, how do we in this community, um, I'm sure that people that walk in, there, there's, you've got that, and I, I'm not stereotyping, but let's say you use the, the middle-aged man or that's out of shape, you know, the, the middle-aged man that's out of shape, or the, the, the mom that's had a couple kids and she hasn't worked out in a few years and she may have get, she's, she, they're trying to get back into this, mm -hmm. but they're intimidated and they feel that anxiety about, you know, hey, I, I should go, and then they don't go. How do you address that as a, as a coach or someone that's trying to, uh, you know, bring them in and show them a positive environment? You know they're going to have that anxiety. What's the best ways to deal with, with that as a coach? Yeah. Well, so I think, you know, because ultimately anxiety is fear of the unknown. And so when we have those individuals coming into a gym or maybe, the you know, for the first time in years, it's making that information at their level, right? And so you think about the first time, and maybe we can't even remember the first time that you like walked into a gym or maybe walked into a new facility. Like, what are some of the things that you would want to know? What are some of the things that you would like, maybe the questions and be able to answer their questions and just, you know, talk with them about any of those things just to eliminate those unknowns. I mean, there's there really is something to be said about making the unknowns known to just start reducing our baseline level of anxiety. Because I think as coaches, we sometimes mm -hmm. think people just know that. They right. know. Oh, there's a lot of assumption. Yeah, right? yeah. we, we oh, yeah. just Assume, yeah. Oh, I assume you know what a squad is. You right. know what a full depth squad is, but yeah. and I mean, the, the I, language. I don't, don't say it. Don't don't even say it. I don't, <laughs> don't even know what a full depth squad. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my fiance and I were just joking around about this the other day because she went and did. It wasn't a CrossFit class. She was invited to some other. I don't know what it was. I'm not going to rip on another form of fitness. It was, might have been like a bar class yeah. or mm -hmm. whatever, and they were having them do squats. Yeah. And so she, <laughs> she she didn't say the word anxiety, but I this is what I translated as she said. She was so she was hitting depth, hitting proper depth in a squat for the video watchers. You know, you're breaking parallel, hip crease, all that. Um, but it was funny because nobody else in the class was dropping as low as her to do a proper squat. And uh, and she said she literally was picturing her coach Rob there yelling at her if she did not <laughs> hit full squat depth. Because so she holds herself to that level, which I say, well, as good coaching. 
I think that's good coaching. Uh, should you have anxiety about it in another form of fitness class? Maybe not. Uh, it, I don't know. I mean, how would you? So, talk so to you're that? saying the not giving them the knowledge and explaining yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, because I think you know that's so important. I mean, and, and and this this goes in anything. I mean, there's in every profession and every every environment. We there's a really like a baseline level of assumptions that we just assume people know, either because we talk about it so much that it's just like, oh well, duh, everybody knows this. Like it, I'm reminded of that all the time because I, I talk about the same thing frequently with different teams or different athletes that then over time I'm like well people just know this how, how is this helpful but then someone will be like oh my gosh I never thought of that before and it's like okay I you know what I mean and so I think there's just this level of assumption that we get to but when you're going I mean I for me CrossFit is new in my like fitness journey it's just within probably the last nine months to a year that I've started actually going and so I can't get the names right of the different movements and so even though I've been lifting Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Like yeah. I, and now yeah. I have like the Imam and Amrap stuff, you yeah. know, and so, but I think a lot of people, especially when you're in a new environment are also afraid to ask questions. Yeah. And so a lack of questions doesn't mean automatic understanding. And so I think it is kind of from a coach's perspective, really pumping the brakes and trying to remember those, those really one Oh one, like just walking into a gym. Okay. Like, do you know actually how to hold this properly? Do you know when I'm telling you to back rack or front rack, like, do you know what that means? And it's, you know, I think it's, I know some gyms like they'll offer intro classes and things to try to help yeah, we, members. We, with we do that. that. We, we actually do a fundamentals class yeah, just to make sure. Because because your point, I've done that as a coach myself, and I've been called out on it. It's like um, I just assume everybody knows how to hold a bar. You know, it, it, it's it's you just go through and bang this out. I mean, sure, right. yeah, yeah. And then most people are like, I've never picked up a bar before. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Well, there's also just different forms of coach. That's why I yeah. love dropping into different boxes because. Yeah. It's over the years. It's reduced my level of anxiety. I can drop in anywhere now. I can, I'll go. I'll, you know, I'll drop into a box. I, I went to Canada and dropped into uh, what's her name's where she trains at. But it was like okay, well, three four years ago, maybe not. I'd be a little worried about oh well, where's my skill level at? How can I drop in? And you don't have to be the best athlete ever or the best coach mm-hmm. ever. I think it comes down to if you're in the right fitness community and you have the right coaching that should reduce your level of anxiety mm-hmm. i would hope and hopefully yeah. not raise your level of anxiety as an athlete yeah. and there's so much and and you know kind of tying this back to to super bowl you know fear of the unknown and it's really making those unknowns known do you know how far in advance the teams competing in the super bowl will get to the host city isn't it like a week yeah yeah they get there a week in advance to, to do in. a yeah, very similar in like thing Monday. to what we're they talking come in about and to they, say acclimate to they the make environment their unknowns yeah. known. so they yeah. will know the day of the game like exactly where the bathroom is exactly where their equipment is exactly how to get from the locker room to the stadium even throughout the week at practice they will pump in cheering fans screaming noise really? at they, a very they, high volume wow. so they know what it's like to call plays in that stadium at that level so of they're volume. not shocked the day of exactly. the game yeah and so i mean that, obviously you yeah. know any of those individuals that. isn't neither. that crazy that's, and that's why i was like super yeah. bowl we're talking about anxiety yeah. Yeah, yeah because there's so many relatable stories of, of even how they approach it at that big of a level and so you know if they, it's something that then yeah they're obviously going to be nervous especially right now even right now mm-hmm. i bet as we speak um but then at least when they show up they you know if pretend there's 10 things to be nervous for if you can cut out five of them well then automatically there's just things you don't have to worry about and like extra stress over um one of my favorite examples when i talk with some of my teams i had an athlete she was a swimmer who was competing at ncaa's and we were like right making those unknowns known what are those things you could do i thought this was brilliant she called the hotel that they were staying at to see if they had mini fridges so that she, because she knew the food that she liked and she used when she competed. And she was like, this has worked for me all season. It's worked for me before. Like, I'm sticking to this food. 
but I don't know if I can have it. Can I refrigerate it? Do I need a right. cooler? And so just with one, you know, what we'll say at a max 10 minute phone call, which probably not even, um, she found out, hey, I can eat the food and bring all of the things that I know work well for me with competing. And also I don't have to worry about cooling it or keeping it fresh or yeah. so it doesn't spoil because there is a refrigerator in my room. I can go shopping so she, and bring She alleviated everything. that anxiety alleviated of knowing, that not knowing the, un- she knew she was going to get her food. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and You exactly. know what it's yeah. funny? Cause like something like that, I just take for granted now as an adult. Now you, that you, I'm 40, you just, yeah, you expect, and it's like, you know yeah. what, if I went, went far enough back, that might have given me anxiety too. Mm-hmm. But now, because now that I travel so much, I just run on autopilot. Like I know it, I, there's certain kind of foods and drinks that I like, or certain coffee the way I like yeah. it. So I, I, my favorite app is the Yelp app. So I'm in another city. I'll purposely search out for espresso bars because then I'll get a better quality of bean. Like I geek out in that stuff because then it brings my possible anxiety down but that's interesting how well but just you're taking you're, steps to plan ahead you're yeah. doing that in the corporate world though so you're taking your corporate yeah, anxiety you're traveling now yeah. you're able to make a sales call do things better mm-hmm. get with your clients better and your your level of anxiety has gone down because you have that comfort that yeah. that thing mm-hmm. that makes you comfortable and yeah. keeps you going yeah and you know one of the things like i i like and the perspective of anxiety is is almost viewing it as three pillars and so we have the physical piece and the physical component to anxiety where it is that physical amp up and escalation so from our heart rate our stomach feeling weird you know we get sweaty like there's a physical manifestation of symptoms in terms of of anxiety but then we also have that cognitive or mental piece and so where where our our mentality goes we can be focusing on those unknowns the thing that worry us and then continue to escalate those physical symptoms or there's a piece of it where we can you know put our thoughts in a more productive direction and then can help decrease some of the, those physical symptoms and, and walk that path. But the third column is ultimately our confidence and our sense of control hmm. that, you know, it, when I'm starting to feel anxious or when I go to a new city now for the, like, I know because I've done this so many times, like I'm confident that I'm going to find it. It's not going to be this experience. You know, it's our confidence and our ability to exert control in that situation and that we can ultimately ride and like manage the anxiety it's not the anxiety riding and managing us and so over time you know like it, it made me think of that of because i can imagine like you're like, putting in the like, reps you exactly put it in you, you, you put it over time it's that like muscle memory and so then you have that confidence that now maybe just before a workout you would feel anxious but over time you've learned strategies well now you're at work and starting to feel anxious well that's going to cross over and the moment you make that crossover that confidence continues to just increase in terms of your your ability to manage anxiety. Wow. And that's yeah. a that's a huge I think component of it. What tools do you use to manage anxiety or would you recommend for athletes to use to manage anxiety? Again yeah. is is again the making things more familiar and, and comfortable. That comes with repetition and doing it over. But what, yeah. what else can you do to I think to, that I like I would say like kind of the big three. The first is automatically slowing down and taking deep breaths. Slowing down your breathing, taking deep breaths. Our respiration, our respiratory system is the only system in our body we can directly control. And so as your body is starting to amp up involuntarily, you can't open your chest cavity and like slow your heart down. But if you slow and control your breathing, well, the rest of your body is going to follow suit. Right. And so that physical in, you know, in, increase is going to slow down. It's like a little domino effect. And so the first and foremost, you have to slow down that physical stuff so that at least your head can think more clearly. And so it's slowing down the physical by the breathing. The second is ultimately grounding yourself to the moment, um, you know, because our mind flies in a million and one directions. So frequently we're worried about what's like coming up or what's next or later or what has happened before, whether it's like a last lift, last competition, last work project. 
And so it's challenging yourself to take control of your thoughts and, and bring it back down to the moment. And so I like doing a little quick exercise where you literally just turn on your senses each for five seconds where it's like, right, what can I see right now? What can I hear right now? You take a deep breath. Are there any smells in your environment? What can you touch? What are you, you know, like, can you taste anything? So then you're, you're challenging your mind and you're, again, putting it in a direction that's helpful. And then the third thing is ultimately reframing that anxiety. And that goes back to that confidence in terms of like your ability to feel like you can manage it and to tie it again back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Brandon Brooks, one of the Eagles guards, there was an amazing article about him in terms of his anxiety. And so, so often when we perceive anxiety, it's this threat and very negative thing. However, anxiety passes. And so if we're able to just shift our perspective on it, it can help us manage it instead of going from an, oh my gosh, and starting to panic. It's okay, this is really uncomfortable, but I know what to do. I can, I can control this. And so Brandon Brooks, um, in previous seasons, he was so physically ill, like hospitalized. They, like, he would miss, I think last season he missed two games in three weeks. He was putting so much pressure on himself for not wanting to you know, like put, make his team, like make a mistake to let his team down to let the world down. It was his job now. And like, he would, he would like throw up before every game and his stomach was just like, that's they, anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And they, they looked and like tried to find like ulcers. They did all these medical tests. And finally it was like, this it's is, this is anxiety. And so he worked with a sports psychologist in one of the articles and made reference to that. And now he, he still gets ramped up before a game. He throws up, but he laughs about it. Mm. And he like calls his one team. And he's like, all right, I barfed. I'm ready for the game now. And it's this great article. Um, and it was just saying like one so of his quotes is like. So he kind of turned like, humor into yeah, taking was, away the eyes. Yeah, like, absolutely. okay, I'm going to make this fun. Yeah. I'm going to make he this. Was yeah. like, he was like, I know I'm going to puke once, yeah. but I'm not going to puke twice. I puke once and then it's over. I've I know it's happening. I tried to do that as a coach with people. it's going to go away and I'm going to be okay. Maybe we'll be able to get past that. Yeah. He's like, you know, I know it's going to happen. I know it's coming, but I know I'm going to be okay. Huh. And so that just self-talk where it, instead of it being this, oh no, like what's happening and what's going to go on and then I'm going to screw up. And mess, it's like, okay, this is really uncomfortable, but this is my body telling me I'm ready to compete today or I'm ready for this project. It's uncomfortable. I just barfed. That's not the yeah. most fun, but now it's over. I know I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And so it's, you know, really con that physical with the breathing, grounding yourself to that moment and reframing yourself to be in control. You know, it's funny you said that because I try to do that <clears throat> sometimes with coaching by making fun of myself to try to, to get people to be a little bit more calm and to be okay with it. I kind of make fun of myself, which really what they don't understand is I'm taking away some of my anxiety about the pressure that I'm putting on yeah. myself. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm making fun of this. I'm making fun of what I can do. Just, it, it kind of goes both ways. You, you yeah. do yourself and you do others. helps people though, because yeah. you do, I think it's because uh, you used to race, you know, cycling for Penn State. Yeah. And everything I, else. Like, dude, you're just naturally a very competitive person. So some people might be put off by that. And luckily, oh, yeah. and luckily you do bring that, I think more transparency forth because people do need to see that you're still a human being. It's good to see that you're that competitive and it's good for the people to see that you hold yourself to that level of accountability. I call myself out. Yeah, out. absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, like, it's okay. Like when you're having a bad day or you're injured, that, that, that can knock somebody like you down a notch. Cause you're like, man, I'm not happy right now. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. I like that. I like it. I didn't know about his story either. I'll have to look yeah, up. Is a, that a recent I, article? It is. I actually right now have it on my Instagram profile. Okay. Um, it's like the link mm. in my bio. We'll have to add that into the blog content yeah. when this when this show yeah, it was goes a, live. Yeah, an um, article. There was one that came out a couple weeks ago. I think it was in the Philly Inquirer, but the one that came out this week in the Los Angeles Times that was like talking about how he's going to throw up before yeah. the Super Bowl. Actually, if you find the URL for the Facebook Live people, we'll share that because I'm sure there's yeah. Eagles fans watching this. Yeah. And uh, maybe they want to read up on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. It's yeah. really cool. I think that, you know, as you go back and you look at 
the mind and how it affects athletes. Um, mm -hmm. One of my childhood heroes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, there's a famous comment that he said, and his comment is, the mind is the only limitation. Absolutely. You can make your body do just about anything you want it to do, but you got to get past here. You got to get past your mind. Yep. Um, it's that extra rep I think we experienced in CrossFit. How many times do you stop because you just, you tell yourself, mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm done. I think the mind is really the controlling factor between yeah. a lot of athletes being super great and, and just average. I think that's that, where the coaching comes in yes, too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When you're doing, and not every day is a PR day. You've learned that. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it does not happen every day. And so on those PR days, that's where the coaching comes in because yep. you need sometimes your coach to get you out of your own head mm -hmm. and be like, listen, it's only five more pounds. Go for it. Yeah. You know, you mm -hmm. can do this. And if you still miss it, fine. But then don't just make sure it's not your own mental barrier holding you back. You know, anxiety. Here's a here's just a quick example with lifting. So for for a while, it was it was clean and jerking. And, and I was trying to get to a certain weight and I would get stuck at a weight. And and that weight in my mind seemed heavy. And I would get to that weight and I would fail every single time. Mm -hmm. And one day. Um, I had a coach, it was actually Sean, came to me and he said, he said, throw five more pounds on and see what happens. You know, because you're getting, the, you're getting the, the proper height on this, you're getting the proper depth, and I would drop five pounds more, and the thing went up like crazy. Because I had in my mind, it was like I had got past that barrier of mm -hmm. that particular weight. And still today, I lift way more than that weight, but I stick at that weight every time. It's like a mental block mm. in my head, and it creates anxiety. Mm -hmm. Every time I get to that weight, I have to skip over it because if I do that, for some reason in my mind, it's that anxiety of I'm not going to get this, and yeah. I don't. And so it's yeah. like I'm telling myself at the beginning. I think a lot of people that come into like any type of sport have that thing. I, you know, baseball, I'm not going to hit the ball. I just know I'm not going to hit the ball. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm basketball, I'm not going to make this basket if I, you know. So that anxiety and that mindset is really, I think, as coaches and as, as athletes, we have to help change that and say, hey, you can do this. We'll, we'll make it scalable. We'll, we'll figure it out for you, and you can do this and just get it past yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. That what we tell ourselves is so, so important and what we're, we're capable of doing. And so often coaches are the ones that can you know push it in that more positive direction. I remember a couple of weeks ago, um, there was a, a caffeine study going on at F SYR CrossFit. But and so I, I wasn't going there for a class, but I was just going to go lift a little bit beforehand. So it was a quiet gym. And I like made up my mind on the drive there. I was like, I haven't deadlifted in a while. I'm going to I'm going to PR today. Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm going to do today. I didn't know what I was like. I was just trying to think. I was like, I'm not yeah. going to do because they don't have like they didn't have a class. So I was like, all right, I'm just that's what I'm going to do today. And I walked in there and like I one of the coaches was sitting there and he's like, what's going on? I was like, nothing. I'm going to PR on my deadlift today. And it was just like, that's what I was was just telling myself. I like put it out there and it just slowly over time. I just added weight slowly, slowly, slowly. And then all of a sudden it was like, boop. You did, there. yeah. Because, yeah. you know, so often we do, we beat ourselves before we even have the opportunity Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. You beat yourself before you yeah. get there, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's something I've been doing a lot lately. I'll just show up and do a workout. I have no game plan because I don't want to allow that possible negative self-talk to even mm -hmm. come in. Because, again, mm -hmm. I'm also competitive like you, and we do, you and I, Megan, on, on past episodes have talked a lot about positive mindset on those episodes on the podcast because, again, you're a good mindset person to bring on the show. And I think the more competitive we are, as Corley has hinted at so well, is I think the more randomness of our self-talk. Yeah. Um, no matter how well we think we're trained, mm -hmm. we're still going to be some of our own worst self-critics. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. that's why I think it's so important to, like, know yourself and know your triggers. Like, for me, you know, when I run a Ragnar, which is, like, this 200-mile road race, or even with the wads, Done it. I will not – I won't look at my map beforehand. It's no. like, Why? 
I'm gonna have to run they it anyway. Trail markers. Why am I gonna have to stress yeah. about it? I remember it was one of my friends was like, "How do you not know your elevations?" I was like, "Cause Just I don't go run." Because why? I don't care. Why yeah, I don't want to be freaked out by it. Right. Or it was, and same thing with the wads. Like right. when I get into the gym, I honestly won't even look at the board yeah. until it's like, "Oh, it's time for party." Well, uh, that's part actually two. one of the reasons that we post the night before late is yeah. so people mm-hmm. can't they can't look at it and then you know kind of kind of chicken out on it. Yeah, they, yeah you know very they common in the CrossFit space. A lot of boxes have started doing that where they don't put the workout up early because they know. If people know the week's worth of schedule, mm-hmm. then they'll they plan cherry their pick life it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they cherry pick it to the yeah, and and that's yeah. not it. You want them yeah. to be challenged, so you know they make a commitment. They're coming in the night before, and then at eight o'clock they see it and they're like, "Oh man, I already signed up. I gotta go." You yeah. know, yeah. So I mean, yeah. t- I mean, obviously, I'm sure workouts, fitness, and training is different in the pro sport, like obviously Super Bowl and what these guys have been going through to get up mm-hmm. to competing today is obviously a hell of a journey. Yeah. Um, do you know if they're actually using nowadays more sports psychology at the pro level? I know you yeah. guys are mind of the athletes involved a lot with uh, college teams, collegiate teams, mm-hmm. but are you guys seeing more integration of sports yeah. psychology yeah even uh, dr jared's with the flyers now and so it's really yeah wow. and so it's I th- we're seeing it more at a professional level for sure cool. um and it was uh, interesting i was actually doing a talk at um crossfit or advanced crossfit in easton yesterday so yeah. hi to them um and we were talking someone had asked the question about you know sports psychology is this they were like i know we've been hearing about it for the last couple of years but like when did this start? And it's like, you know, it's existed for a long time. It's been a long time. I I rode for a pro cycling team out West in the, in the nineties. Um, and they had a team psychologist Mm -hmm. because cycling is so mental. There's so much mental going on. And I remember, you know, it was a, um, I was never quite at that level where I could take advantage of all that, but the top guys on the teams were, you know, they were using the masseuses and the psychologists to Mm -hmm. get them through, you know, there's something about sitting on a bike for four hours a day, a couple hundred miles a day yeah. that starts to mess with your mind. You have a yeah. lot of time to think about this mm-hmm. is hard, you know, there's a lot of uh, thinking time. On yeah. The bike. On yeah. the bike. There's a ton. If you're, and if you're not riding with buddies too. And you're riding. Yeah. Solo, it, dude, it's like, it's a whole different level of meditation. It's yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's not traditional meditation. It's, you're right at but place. I remember thinking, I don't need a psychologist. I'm, there's nothing wrong yeah. with me. I'm fine. You know? And then you realize, wow, you, you're talking yourself. You get into these workouts or these rides and now I'm struggling just to figure out how I'm going to make it through. My mind is going through all these stages. And so mm-hmm. I did find it was helpful and it was, but that was, you know, again, I think they've been using it for years. Yeah, yeah. it's been around and, and, you know, but it's been not, I don't want to say exclusively, that's the wrong word, but it's been more, more so at that years ago in that more elite level where it's, yeah, yeah, it's it was very it was, elite. It was yeah. still kind of hush hush because I think you throw the term psychology on anything and all ultimately it's just like oh, yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. You, yeah. You're, you're a, a nutcase. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that at all because no, exactly. I think every normal person could, can use that. Oh my gosh. That, absolutely. Yeah. That just that someone that, that realizes, Hey, that can talk you through. This is okay. Yeah. This is normal. This happens. Oh, I, I brought it up yesterday. We were skiing up a blue mountain yesterday and, uh, friends of mine that I'm going to catch up as soon as I'm done here I have to go catch up with my old race team at Camelback they have a big memorial race today I'm going to go up and help them tear down the course because uh, I'm here and Brian and Kelsey my fellow coaches are up there now and Brian owns a pro tennis training facility in North Jersey called Chester Tennis Club and so just we were talking over a bourbon yesterday hmm. and uh it's we're gonna we're gonna have some of those tonight by the way yeah we're gonna have some scotch tonight by the way yes that's it super bowl it's yeah. okay yeah uh we're yeah. real we're human yeah uh so anyway we were talking about sports psychology i'm like oh man you guys gotta bring mine of the athlete out because he's right over in north jersey and he's like oh you didn't know i'm like what do you mean he's like well one of my tennis pros is a sports psychologist he has awesome. his own side business in sports psychology and we use them all the time and i'm like 
had no idea. So That's even very cool. he's got that integrated into his yeah. tennis pro facility. Yeah, we're seeing it more and more. And, you know, I think now that it's it's the NCAA has now ma- taken, taken a stance and mandated it. So now it's more of a commonplace in college. We're, we're seeing the trickle down. Um, and I think it's also great always on an Olympic cycle year because oh, yeah. so well, many of those. Big. Yeah, they, they have a lot of that. That's one of the, you know, the one regret I have is, is at that level I was at in the cycling, I wish I would have taken advantage of that. It mm-hmm. would have changed a lot of things as I w- got older, mm-hmm. how I thought about that. Um, but you're young and you don't know. So, you right. know, you don't know what you don't know. But I'm glad they're doing it more now yeah. because the athletes, especially the younger athletes, there's so much mm-hmm. pressure put on them. Oh, my goodness. You know, yeah. that really, you know, we see it a lot in, you see it a lot with just like other forms of fitness is, you know, they put so much pressure on themselves over the years. Then when they get out, they just let themselves completely go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because they don't, they don't have the mental they capacity have the anymore mental yeah. Yeah, to deal with the pressure. Yeah. And, and so that's where I think that the teams are using psychologists more and more. Yeah, we, we've mm-hmm. talked about that. Yeah. I mean, hell, here a while today, right? We've talked about that from, unfortunately, there's a lot of rates of suicide. Yeah, and yeah. whether, I mean, mm-hmm. when you take a, a pro-level person, whether you be a soldier, police, fire, uh, elite CrossFit athlete, pro football, Super Bowl, you take them out, like they retire or they're removed due to injury. Mm-hmm. If they haven't built up the mental protocols and the mental fortitude and figured out a way to flip their lifestyle into their new that new phase of lifestyle which is not going to be what it was no that's why a lot there's a lot of rate of mm-hmm. unfortunately suicide but also other areas of depression and everything yeah. else well they have them. like post-olympic depression yes where it's i mean you that. have the the drop and i know um i think it was like allison schmidt like she talks about it where it's you know you're, you're training at this level and there's all these things and you're working towards this goal and working 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 and then it's there, and then like the week after, it's like, oh my goodness, it's like, oh my God, like, it's what gone. am I doing yeah. right now? Like, Very anticlimactic after yeah. the end of that. Yeah, yeah it's like, wow, so this is over. Yeah. It's interesting. Lindsay Vaughn. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I yeah. love Lindsay. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's an amazing athlete. But that girl's been through hell, jacked her leg up, mm-hmm. everything. I thought she was retired, and she comes back competing because she's, yeah. she's got what the she mental loves. fortitude. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like, got that. She's not going to give up. She keeps coming back for more. Yeah, awesome. Well, listen, guys, this has been fun. Yeah. We all have lives since it is Super Bowl Sunday. Wait, uh, to I the noticed Facebook livers. What do you got? One thing. We've been talking about this hill workout, but we never said what the workout was. Oh, yes. So that's right. So <laughs> here we go. So and why? It is, to answer yeah. that maybe yeah. anybody Facebook on Facebook Live, why we're stretching, it's why we're stretching. our legs. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, as we finish up here. So this was uh, <laughs> a very first time we've done this. It was four rounds. So a round is there's a set of exercises. And once you go through that set of exercises, that is one round. This was 15 hand release push-ups. 19 shoulder to overheads. Uh, hand release push up is obviously a regular push up where you take your hands off the ground. Yeah, hold on. I'm yeah, you're going to demonstrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Scott will demonstrate for us. Uh, hand release push up. You come down, hands up, and back up to a full extension. That is one rep, two reps. <laughs> so there you go. The next is 19 shoulder to overheads. And a shoulder to overhead would be with a bar of 95 pounds or 65 for the ladies. It's going to start from your shoulders and a press out over your head. You can jerk it. You can push it. You can do however you want to to get it up over your head. Arms locked out, head through. And last but not least, which was the tough one. Fun part. uh, (laughs) Mr. Hill was born in 1972, so they took 72 squats. And they weren't just air squats, which Ooh. in a volume like that, it's normally air squats. Yep. They made us put a bar on our back, 45 yep. for the men, 35 for the women. And we did 72. Squats. But it's not just 72. It's four rounds four. of 72. <laughs> so for yes. you mathematicians, that's, uh, 
uh, I don't know, it's like a couple hundred reps, 200 <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> it's a lot. I, I don't do math very well. It's I just, 280. I just know it's a lot of reps and uh, we make sure that everybody was at full depth. So with that bar on your back, and I don't know about you guys, but yeah, um, that was 288, 280 squats. squats. That was the hardest part of that, that was actually was part. not my legs, but holding that bar. Mm-hmm. My arms got tired Especially and kind of like got numb. And I had a mental thing. I'm like, I want to drop this bar because my arms hurt. And I thought, well, wait a minute, I'm squatting. My legs don't hurt. I should keep squatting. So I'd See, shake it out a little bit. That's why before we started the workout, I reminded you to give people other ideas on where to put their arms. Yeah. Because if you just sat here like this and held the bar Your arms the fall time, asleep and they're horrible. Yeah. And it's, it's strange yeah you know try stretching your arms out relaxing them over the bar so it's just all these different practices because like that's what i geek out on i'm the endurance guy oh yeah and and i'm I'm not i've been i've been told i was the mike tyson of the gym you know so i come in and i just kind of bowl through things as fast as possible (laughs) and you know it's true um i don't like the endurance stuff but you got to do it and you got to figure out a way you got to get it in your mind and and figure out how to do it so we it was a good workout um unfortunately this this gentleman was was uh, killed in the line of duty serving a warrant um, and uh, he did leave behind a wife and two kids, so we did honor him today, and it felt good. Mm-hmm. It felt really good. And every day we leave here, I always feel good about that. We actually have a box where um, one of the last things that we'll say, you know, before we end is... Oh, uh, I'm going to bring in the video. Yeah. Um, we ask for a donation in our Hero Wads, and it's not much. It's a dollar, whatever it may be, and what we use is we fill this box up, and, and we set the money aside, and we offer a free membership, a free punch card. So all you, uh, if there's any first responders or police or, or fire or ex-military, anybody out there, this donation box is from our members here. Um, right now, we currently have two punch cards available for members who we would like to give memberships to. So if you're, if you're in the community and you want to try CrossFit and you're a uh, ex-military or a current military or police or fire or uh, you know, it, paramedic, anything, uh, you know, that you have to do with that service community, we would like you to come in and we will give you a free punch card. This is donated by our members. We'll pay awesome. for it. Yeah. Just to try CrossFit. So, yeah. um, shout out to anyone out there. We'd love to do this. We currently have two punch cards available, uh, based on the money that our members have given us. And, uh, so if anybody knows anyone, please send them our way. We'd love to, we to honor our, them. Uh, our- we take Civil it seriously. Service, our yeah. first responders, we take them all yeah. very seriously. Former firefighter myself, I, I, I love this. I show. I mean, I live in Allentown now, and I still come back yeah. every Sunday. To, and uh, and, and the thing is, this is really, uh, Wilson Hoke, one of our members, him and his son made this box for us. Yeah, it was handmade by uh, a member. It was handmade by a member because that is what community is. So shout out to Wilson and your son. Thank you. Um, he was here earlier. <laughs> he was here today doing it, and he dropped a dollar, and I watched him do it every week. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see our members buy into this and really, really, you know, give that out of their, out of their hearts. Um, so uh, hopefully other CrossFit boxes will see this, and that hopefully we'll start a precedent, and, and this will continue throughout the community. So, yeah, um, awesome. you know, the other thing, what I think it does is there's a lot of uh, anxiety issues with, with you know, uh, ex-military and police and the daily lives that they deal with. This is a sport I think that can really help with that. It really gets you that team and that environment of family and community. And um, if I can help anybody to have a better life with that, I'm all for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we want to do that. So, love that, Megan. Awesome. Thank you for coming yeah, today. Hey, I appreciate you. You know, coming anytime. You're welcome at CrossFit Adoration awesome. anytime. Yeah. Thank well, before you. we close this out, Megan's a, a regular. You already kind of gave us some final words, so I'm going to go to her first, yep. and I'll come back to you. Oh, and no. if there's anything else you want to close out with? But obviously, Megan, we always close out with the final words of the show from the co-hosts. So. Uh, obviously, I know you're the Eagles fan and you're excited for the Super Bowl, <laughs> but is there anything that you wanted to all-encompassing close out our show with today? Yeah, you know what? I think it's ultimately just getting out there and whatever it is that you're, you're stressed about, worried about, anxious towards, a thing you want to try is 
make those unknowns known. Ultimately, knowledge is power, whether it's understanding how anxiety impacts your body, whether it's understanding, you know, what that 101 level is and going to a gym, you know, what you can do. I'm not endorsing the like WebMD diagnose yourself with everything, <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, if there are things that, that things that you've been wanting to try, don't let that anxiety get in the way. Look out, see if you can utilize your resources, get that knowledge to, to help you feel more, more confident and in control. Awesome. And then, uh, Corey, was there anything you wanted to add on top of what you just said there? Tom Brady sucks. Tom Brady sucks. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. I, just, yeah, I, I have some <laughs> very, true I have some very bitter feelings right now. Yeah, I just, end with an yeah exactly. I'm, so I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fit into this weekend at all. I'm just going to be out, you know, just laughing. Uh, yeah, um, you're going to you're going to you're going to see it firsthand tonight. You'll be you'll be right there along with me. You know, you'll see I'm the ups totally and the downs and the, forward to this. This yeah. will be hilarious. Yeah. So one again, way or another, there's a bottle of scotch involved. That's all I can say. Yeah, so yeah. I'm bringing yeah. something special for yeah. you. Yeah, okay, good. Um, all right, so to our Facebook livers, thanks for hanging out. Thank uh, you. Obviously, this is just how I close out the podcast show. So uh, to our listeners in the podcast world, thanks for tuning in. Obviously, please go to livethefuel.com because the link to this Facebook live that we did today <laughs> will be embedded in there so you guys will be able to see that. And obviously, I'll post the video content to YouTube as well. And obviously, if you're ever in the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania area, Drop in and check out CrossFit Adoration. Uh, free, yeah, always a free class. Your first class is always free. Come on in and enjoy. There Absolutely. So again, to our listeners, thanks for listening to another Little Fuel podcast show. I've said it many times before. You too, whether it be health, business, or lifestyle, can live the fuel. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, listeners and fans of Live the Fuel. Scott Mulvaney here, your founder and host. Please hang tight for another one to two minutes, and you're going to hear some added value resources and discounts. So first off, please don't forget to subscribe and submit a review for the show. It'll really help others find our show, and I would love to get the feedback. Also, please be sure to visit livethefuel.com and score your free Super 7s resource guide. This has got over 21 different resources that I've put together to help fuel your health, business, and lifestyle goals. Okay, once you're on the website, ladies and gentlemen, go to the resources page and you're going to score some added discounts. I've set up discount code relationships with my favorite snack nuts from eatpillynuts.com and my favorite healthy fats olive oil from villacapelli.com. And lastly, don't forget, I'm your connection into the healthy nutrition world from Isogenics. You'll see the logo there. Feel free to reach out to me. I got my schedule online. And to close things out, guys, Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is awesome, and I love having you listen, and it wouldn't be possible without our amazing editor known as David Studio. So if you're an up-and-coming podcaster or an existing podcaster, and you're just trying to find a better way to get it done like I do, get a hold of his editing services. You can find him on Fiverr. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com, Fiverr.com, and search for David Studio. And lastly, just to close this out, ladies and gentlemen, we discuss so much health, business, and lifestyle on this show. We bring on biologists and doctors and entrepreneurs, and it's just a powerful sharing of knowledge. But one thing I do want to remind you is this. We are not a uh, replacement for your medical doctor, uh, for example, on the health information. So please, this is a show of free knowledge. If you need to go seek a professional's advice, please do so. This is free knowledge. We're sharing it out there, but obviously you need to make your own intelligent decisions when it comes to your health, your business, and your lifestyle. 
I just want to remind you of that. In the end, keep listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for the reviews. And let's keep growing this powerful message of a healthier, more successful business lifestyle for you all. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.